It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're listening to the Gluten Free Guide podcast with your hosts, Vanessa Weisbrod and Emily Free. Welcome to the Gluten-Free Guide podcast. I'm Vanessa Weisbrode coming to you from the Celiac Disease Program at Children's National Health System. Before we get started, I just want to say a big thank you to the Walter and Jean Boak Global Autoimmune Institute for their ongoing support and partnership to make this podcast possible. Today we're going to talk about a very interesting topic having to do with restaurants, hotels, and any type of business that you would go to that serves food. We have a special guest joining us, Kim Kohler from Gluten-Free Passport, and her business is educating restaurants and food service providers how to get gluten-free food to the gluten-free consumer in a safe way. Thankfully, I've got Joanna McMahon joining me today as my co-host, and so she sat down with Kim to ask her some very important questions. So now I'm going to toss it over to Joanna. Hi, I am here with Kim from Gluten-Free Passport. So we're going to discuss the business approach to gluten-free consumers, a look at establishment training and safety. So what exactly does your food preparation training look like when you go into an establishment? Well, from a food education perspective, it really, if you think about it for restaurants and hotels, it's really um, about education, preparation, and communication. So what, what we're doing is that for the front of the house, which are the people that you typically as a customer deal with, if it's the hostess, if it's the manager, if it's the runners, that we have training for those folks, as well as the back of the house where they're actually preparing our food and getting making sure that it's totally safe for us. So... Wonderful. So when you train an establishment, you train, you say so you train the front of house as well and the back. Um, how do you, how do you know that um, they're prepared for um, all of those questions that they might receive or like, what exactly do you go through with them? Well, it depends as far as for the level of training and if they're going, if they're taking it from a, a certified trainer, like um, for example, I'm a master trainer with Allertrain. And so they work with the National Restaurant Association and with um, food allergy and uh, research education program as well. So what we do is that there's, there's different types of training depending upon what position that they have. Okay. The, the biggest thing is to make sure that everyone across the board has an awareness and an understanding of what is gluten and what are food allergies and where could they be hidden. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's the first that's the first line of understanding. And then after that, it's really based upon what, how are they going to be communicating if it's the front of the house, how are they going to be communicating with people? And then, and what the big, one of the biggest things I think are the, the processes and policies and protocols from a restaurant perspective that are in place to make sure that, that they're all following standard procedures. So if you come in and you say that you're gluten-free, then I may need to have a manager take your order, or I may need to have a different color order form, or if you ask me a question, 
my answer, if I'm not 100% or 200% sure, should be, I'm not sure. I will go check in the kitchen. I will go check with the chef. And so, so there's different things that are in place. So the, the level of questions and the, the level of training, the training could vary between the front of the house and the back of the house. And for some of the organizations that, like, as I said, with, with Allertrain, that we actually have a test at the end. And so that they have to pass so many questions based upon the curriculum that we walk through. Wonderful. And even to prevent, like, cross-contamination exactly. from when a food is prepared in the kitchen to actually getting to the table right. and things like that. Yeah, a cross-contact is a huge thing. Um, another thing is as far as for emergency procedures. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody, I mean, and, and that's not only from a gluten-free perspective, well, but but it's also for anaphylaxis. Yes. And so then what do you do in as far as like with EpiPens? And, I mean, so it's it's bigger than just gluten. Um, so, so there's the emergency procedures, and there's also the whole follow-up to make sure how was your experience and you know if if everything goes according to plan then sometimes the manager comes out which is a really nice touch and said how is your gluten-free meal that's wonderful what what could we what could we improve upon and what was good Mm -hmm. a lot of times people are afraid to ask because they're afraid it's going to be negative Mm -hmm. and if we've had a great experience we're going to tell everybody and we're going to be super loyal and go back and have our friends go back so most definitely so what do you feel questions a consumer should ask to determine safety before choosing an establishment? Well, I think as far as for choosing an establishment now, there's a lot more tools, as you know, out there than what we had, let's say, a number of years ago. So, you know, if there's, there's different apps, if it's, you know, gluten-free travel site, if it's Find Me Gluten-Free, you know, Allergy Eats, Allerdine, you know, our website at Gluten-Free Passport. I mean, so there's a number of listings for different restaurants. However, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're They're trained. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's everyone, well, not everyone, but many places now offering gluten-free menus. Right. How do you weed out the ones that have been properly trained versus just someone who's doing it because they feel they'll make a buck? Well, I think one of the biggest things is how were they trained Mm -hmm. and who trained them? Um, one of the things that, as far as from training, as I mentioned, like with Allertrain, and so that they're, they're AMC certified, which is the American National Standard Institute. So they're certified through that. Um, there's the GREAT program from Beyond Gluten-Free, and um, Beyond Celiac, I'm sorry. Um, there's the GIG program. And so there's differing levels, and it may not be certified, but it's a matter of, okay, well, who trained you? Sometimes that, like, one of the big questions is, you know, is your, is your staff trained on gluten-free diets and food allergies? And if they say yes, it's a matter of, well, who actually did the training? And it could be corporate, so I don't want people to discount if they didn't go through one of those avenues because I've worked with food service that, I mean, they created, I worked with the trainers, and the trainers were creating it. They were using experts in order to create their own training, but it was making sure that it was standardized like they had similar other types of training, and gluten-free and food allergies were just included in that training. Um, ServeSafe has an online allergen training, and overseas there's a number of different associations, celiac associations that have certified training and that they all have their own logos. But that doesn't mean that they... I don't, I don't think that people need to just go to the places that have those logos, but at the same time, it depends on what the level of comfort how far, how long have they been diagnosed, you know, I mean, and, and how comfortable do they feel asking the right questions? Because they're the ones ultimately that need to ask the questions to make sure that they're safe. But at least if they're able to ask a restaurant before making a reservation where their training occurred, 
they should hopefully be able to have some answer that there was some training involved. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And, and as you had mentioned, like as far as for a gluten-free menu and as far as from, I mean, they can get into more detail from the cross contact and from the preparation. And because if you think about it, it's really, it is really from the, the storage to the kitchen and then to the table. So there's a number of different spots in there. Yes. <laughs> so, um, what can a person do to protect themselves when they're dealing with a language barrier while tra- traveling and need to determine safety? Um, my biggest thing is I would never, ever, ever go anywhere without an, a language card. Period. I, it's it, that's how I've traveled ever since I was diagnosed. You know, fifteen years ago, and and there's different types of language cards. Um, that there's some cards that have like a lot of of text on there. Uh, we created our cards because when I use those, and I and I think like any card, whatever card works for people, I think is what's best. Um, I personally, even though I'm, I created apps and I love electronics and digital and everything, from a language card perspective, I still use paper because once I give it to you and I can point to different questions, then, and it's easier to read, but there's still like the ingredients in there as well as food prep, then if you as the server or the manager or the owner or the chef or whoever, you could take that card to the back and a lot of times they like to keep it too. So that's my thing is just like paper language cards in the foreign language of where you're going. I think you tuck it in your, in your purse or Exactly. Or I always have I always have a ton and then I just have it like I don't I don't I mean as far as for the, the laminated ones, I mean some people like love the laminated ones. I just like the paper ones because as I said, a lot of times people want to keep them. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to spend the money on having laminated ones. Well, yeah, to give them to people. Print them off and it's yeah, easy. Exactly. Um, so do you find trainings like this are becoming more standard in the food service industry? Absolutely. Um, when I think, when I first started Gluten-Free Passport back in 2005, um, some of the training, I did a number of classes with culinary schools. And it wasn't standard to have anything about gluten-free diets and food allergies back then in culinary schools. Now it is. Um, food service, if it's from restaurants, hotels, I've trained a lot of food service, even in universities, and to see the progress that we've made, are we are we where we need to be? No, but is it much better? Absolutely. And so, um, one of the things that I mentioned in the talk was even for like Montgomery County that they have the legislation that's come out for the Bill thirty three sixteen that they require one person at that eating establishment to have been trained in food allergies. So actually, legislation is now actually going to exactly, like exactly, and so that's going to be in effect officially as of July first, twenty seventeen, oh. and and there's other states that have done it, and so you know for something like that, if I as the owner, I'm going to train a couple people because obviously you know we have shifts and everything, and it has to be from the time that you open with customers to the time you end. Well, it makes a lot of sense if I go and train my my okay. staff. And so it's a matter of, you know, yes, there's an investment. And then once you have that training, then to do the continuous improvement. But, you know, a number of years ago, as you know, I mean, besides the, the places that were being trained by some of the associations, there just there wasn't a lot of training out there. So I think, I mean, I think we've made, we've made progress leaps and bounds. We still have ways to go, but it's so much better. <laughs> so you do see this being essentially the wave of the future for the restaurant industry to survive? Um. I think that's it, interesting when you say for it to survive. I think that there's still going to be some restaurants that don't want to cater to special diets. However, from the ones that um, 
restaurants are in the business to please us, to, to, to make great food, and also to bring in money and to increase revenues. So, again, from a loyal base, it, we, we're so loyal. I mean, celiacs and food allergic people are so incredibly loyal. And if we have safe experiences, we're, it's not just us. We're bringing our friends and family. And so are we bringing, is it myself and my husband that's coming? Or, you know, I mean, is it two? Is it four? Is it six? Is it... So, so when you said to survive... Well, because bad news travels just as fast. Exactly. And, so. and so that's where they're just like, you know what? And because of social media and because of what we can yeah. do now, it's a matter of that they really do have to be careful of you know, not having that understanding. And so I think that the environment is forcing that. But I still, I know that there are some restaurants that are out there that are like, you know, no, I just, I, I have a super small kitchen. I, I just, I don't feel comfortable and I can't guarantee it's safe and I want to be able to guarantee. And you have to respect them for that. But at the same time, I think the majority, um, if it's from, even for the cruise lines, I mean, before there were just like a couple cruise lines that they really focused on gluten-free and food, food allergic um, travelers. Now, there's so many more. But again, it's just the different protocols. What do they have in place? How do they handle it? So. Okay. Um, so how do you feel new technology like gluten detectors will play a role in the safety of the consumer's dining experience in the future? Um, I think as far as for, from new technology, if I think about it from like, apps and tools like that, I think that it gets the word out much quicker, just like we were talking about if it's for, you know, restaurant listings and, and reviews and what people's experiences have been. Um, so, so I think that that's definitely helped encourage restaurants and hotels and resorts to up their game in order to handle special diets. So I think that that part's been really good. From a new technology like some of the gluten detectors, I think a lot of people think about using the gluten detectors personally, which you can, but I think that there's also going to be the use for some of the gluten detectors in the back of the house, depending upon what they're doing. Um, and that's not to say, I mean, if you think about it from an expense, I mean, that's, that's very expensive. And if they know, like, their recipes and they know all the products and, you know, I mean, so I think that there's going to be times that, that hospitality as a whole could use those. Um, I, don't, I don't think that it's going to be as... Mm, widespread? Um, yeah, I don't know if I'd use the word widespread or that is um, as detailed, like for every single dish that's going out. Um, but it kind of goes back into like the quality assurance process. And if you think about it for manufacturing. And so, okay, so are they going and testing every single thing or is it for different things? And so, so I think that we're going to see how that evolves as the accuracy and the price. And the, I mean, that's, that's, that's also a big hit on, for their bottom line too. Mm-hmm. And so it's a matter of how that's going to um, to play out, if you have, the, if the level of training and understanding of ingredients and in food prep is really high, you know, they may use it less often or they may just say, you know what, we have our own quality assurance procedures in place versus somebody else that they're like, you know what, I really don't have that. Okay, let's go and check this out. So, you know, I, I think we're going to see different uses for it than what we are even thinking about today. That's always interesting to see where it ends up. Yeah, yeah. So what would be your ideal vision of an allergy-free food service industry in the future? My ideal would be that everyone would ev- everyone being every travel provider, 
airline, hotel, restaurant, eating, just eating establishments that they understand and are aware of gluten-free diets, what it means, that we don't see the glazed-over look, um, and, and understanding allergens as well, because it's not only, like, we talk about it from a celiac perspective for gluten, but I think about it in terms of the overall, for the, like, food labeling for the overall allergens, gluten and wheat being two of those that are very key, but then also the other things. And so really being able to accommodate people and having consumers, so, so that's on the industry side. My other ideal would be, as far as from a consumer perspective, for the consumers to understand and so it's a mutual understanding so that the consumers would understand what's going on from a restaurant standpoint and that there are certain times that they can't make something gluten-free and they're not trying to be difficult and that they really do care. Um, it's just a matter of a lot of times the restaurants may not know or they're not able to do it. Like there are certain things that it is what it is and or XYZ is already prepped and I'm sorry, I, I, there, I, can't, I can't help you if that's what you want, but I can help you with this, this, and this. And so I think it's really on both tracks for the, for the awareness and the education and the communication. But if, if we could get to that point so that we don't have to, and it doesn't mean that we still wouldn't be asking the right questions, but it would be the consumers know what questions to ask to make sure they're safe, and the restaurants know what questions to be asked and how to make us safe. And so if both parties can really work together to be safe, that would be my ideal utopia. <laughs> Sounds like a great world. To be able to essentially walk in and know that the communication's there and you know you're going to have a safe meal. Exactly, exactly. I mean, I still remember like when I was in New Zealand and it had gluten-free soup and I just stopped and I'm like, gluten-free soup? And I walked in and I said, well, I, I, I'll have the gluten-free soup and, you know, I asked some of the questions on what was in it. And I said, but I, I can't have the bread. And they're like, well, of course we have gluten-free bread. And I'm like, oh, gluten-free soup and gluten-free bread. And they thought I was nuts. <laughs> but well, there are enough times you go out to a restaurant, you get it served, and then there's that piece of bread on the side of it. You're like, that's not exactly, that's not exactly what I meant. Yeah, <laughs> and you're gonna, you need to go and redo this, you know. And so, and and I think to... to if, if the people that were, if, when you have that experience, if they could walk in our shoes to understand why we're asking the questions and that we don't want to be sick and, you know, we don't go into anaphylaxis, but we're still sick for X amount of days and then it impacts us. And, you know, so I think that it really does, it really boils down to the whole education and being able to communicate and, you know, feeling like they're prepared, but that we're also prepared too as consumers. So, yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your time. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity. Great. So thank you, and I will enjoy our listeners will enjoy. Thanks so much, Kim, for all of that very valuable information. You know, I eat in restaurants with my three-year-old celiac all the time, and I ask lots of questions. I always ask to talk to the manager and the chef to make sure that the right people know that we need safe, gluten-free meals. But I hadn't thought about the the true importance of really going to restaurants who've gone through a rigorous training program. Um, So many restaurants say they offer gluten-free menus and have safe options, but do they really? I think I'll be asking a whole lot more questions in the future when I go out to eat. So we hope you all enjoyed the podcast today and we will talk to you again soon. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.